Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Iowa Everywhere, and now it's time for Two Guys Named Chris, powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere, for the fans. All right, what's going on? A busy Thursday here, December the 1st. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel in sunny Florida. We are presented as always by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. It's been a long week. I'm ready to have a freaking steak on Friday night. I'm going to go into Fairway and find the thickest, juiciest, fattiest steak I can find. Fattiest? Oh, yeah. Daddy likes the fat. <laughs> I do. Speaking I of fairway and meat, I just got a, I was just tagged in a Twitter thing. Uh, somebody made t-shirts for handballs. Handballs, it's what's for supper. It's Stanhope State University. Is that an Iowa, is that an Iowa deal? I've heard of that. It looks like a nice little t-shirt. I retweeted it. So if you want a handballs t-shirt, that's where it's at. Real quick, Fairway had a poll yesterday. A poll? Yeah, it was a poll up on there. I just want to make sure I read this right. About the best flavors that are um, like seasonal. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Oh, there's the handballs t-shirt. Uh, Maddie Van Wink. Has it up for us on the YouTube. There it is. About That's seasonal. a nice shirt. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay, what is the best seasonal flavor? This is the Fairway Twitter poll. Okay. Peppermint. Eggnog. Mm. Pumpkin. Mm. Or cinnamon. Ooh. I think it might be cinnamon. Really? Cinnamon and Christmas. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. See, you could put cinnamon in like a cocktail. Spice up your old fashioned a little bit with some cinnamon. Do you like eggnog? Not really. No, I I've tried it. it. Oh, I love it's just it. so damn thick. It's like you're That's drinking directly from the cow's udder. See, that doesn't bother me. Drinking um, from a cow's udder? Yeah, that wouldn't bother me that much. Where do you think it comes from? The the problem. Well, see, with- I don't. I'm not a milk guy. I don't. I, I've I've gotten off of milk. <laughs> I I just do the you know, I do the old the coast thing that the almond milk the soy. But they're not milk saying thing. like. The actual drink, the flavor. Do you like the flavor of eggnog? Because I think it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. I would I go pumpkin. I mean, pumpkin so wins, though. Pumpkin's great. I, I think of pumpkin as more of a Thanksgiving flavor than a Christmas flavor. But um, what, I mean, an eggnog flavor? So is there, so the other things you can work into other dishes, like eggnog is eggnog. So what can you, what can be flavored, what can be eggnog flavored? Well, for instance, if you go to like McDonald's, I'm pretty sure they have like eggnog shakes. Do they? It's still milk. Yeah, I don't know. So you would choose eggnog of all that stuff? 
No, I think I would choose pumpkin. Okay. Yeah, pumpkin I'm going to go cinnamon good. and then peppermint and then pumpkin and eggnog's way down. Okay. That's fair. Two guys named Chris, a week from today, we will be in Vegas, baby. Whoa. We'll be at the old Stadium Swim. We are. That's where we're doing our show from next Thursday at Stadium Swim mm-hmm. to preview the Cyhawk basketball game. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, we will be – I'm going to go there on Tuesday. There you go, Maddie, pulling up some pictures of the Stadium Swim. Beautiful. They're out there at Circa. I'm going to go out on Tuesday because I, I have some other meetings and stuff. And I actually didn't even realize that Iowa plays Duke on Tuesday. So I'll be able to watch Oh, so you'll game. be out there for that. Yeah, I'll be out for that game too. And then the women's game on Wednesday and then the men's Cyhawk game on Thursday. So looking forward to getting out to see our friends at Circa. Can't wait. I'm going to take you to Binion's. Have you ever been to Binion's? I've never even heard of Binion's. What's yeah, so that? So once all the classy and classy stuff shuts down at Circa, Binion's is like the. It's just down the street from Circa. Was it a diner? No, it's like the shittiest old casino in Vegas. Oh. You know, on like Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Like where they're playing the like stupid, not Christmas Vegas, where they're playing like sure, the I know stupid what you mean. like games. Yeah. I just want to get Binions, you out okay. of your comfort zone because you you like nice places like Circa. What's that supposed to mean? Have I forgotten my roots? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I forgot. You know, when I when I was growing up, I wanted to go to the President Riverboat Casino in Davenport. It was always parked there on the way to my going to my grandpa's house. Just sitting there on the Mississippi. Take me to the President. I tried to go in there when I was 17 or 18, and they kicked me out. Oh, and then I finally got in there, and it just—I was getting choked with cigarette smell. There was like a woman sitting at a slot machine. She had a cigarette in one hand, and she had her oxygen in the other hand. So she'd go, and then just sucking oxygen one side, sucking off the cigarette the other side. I don't think she ever exhaled. It was all inhale. That's pretty much the case at these. A lot of those places you go to, let's be honest. Anyways, that and we will have a camera crew following us around too, so this is going to be fairly epic next week. Are you going to announce the the Iowa Everywhere reality show? (laughs) It's going to air on E. They're they're giving us a sweet, a bunch of cannabis and whiskey, and we're just going to see what happens for a week. God, that's a great idea. You lock all of us in a house and just record it for a week. And like, there'll be like feuds, you know, by the end of it, there's like a blood feud between Stansberry and Bohannon. Just want to kill each other. Yeah. I would wonder what kind of feuds we would have between the shows. I think we would stir the pot. That would be our role. Do you think Bloom would try to beat me up? I don't know, but I do think it'll be interesting with all the Bloom impressions that have been going on. Can how... I have some money to pay the Hunter Deckers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how Van Wink just has that ready to go. <laughs> you and Bloom are going to see each other for the first time next week. Well, for the first time in a while. For the first time since I kicked his ass in that competition back in 2005. That Mediacom competition. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? So the Iowa State basketball SID 
who I spent a lot of time with in Portland last week, he was the runner-up to Bloom in that competition. Who? Ryan Workman's his name. Really? Yeah. So he was on the Iowa State side? Yeah, we were having dinner the other night. He goes, you know what doesn't get talked about enough? That I was the runner-up. Interesting. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, who's who's your PA guy for the football games? I don't know his name. I, I remember when Is he they new? hired him. He was new like two years ago. Yeah. Was he the guy doing Urbandale games? Man, he's done a lot of PA stuff around Des Moines. I don't so know. So I think that's the guy who finished second to me on the Iowa side. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name. Uh, really nice guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. I, I would know him if he walked by me, but I don't know his name. Anyways, Iowa, uh, I want to be really frank here as we start the show. And by the time this podcast is posted, could have broken on the Iowa State side. There's stuff happening. So I really don't want to go overboard with too much Iowa State football talk because I feel like it will be dated. Mm, okay. So... Wow, things are moving and shaking things, already. Good. Things are good. moving. And Campbell, get that whip, man. Get that whip. Let's get going. He's 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 moving. I can promise you. Um, Alex Padilla announces that he's transferring. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because uh, people have caught on to your little internet fiasco over there. I'm, I don't know what to do. <laughs> is this is this wh- what are you on the MC22 internet? Yes. And it's MC twenty two internet, and it's always been fine. And like I can stream five TVs, there can be kids on iPads, but for some reason the last two shows this damn thing has given it problems. I don't understand it. Yeah, you're gonna have to call up your company, have them come out because that's it's it's rough. We can hear you fine. So if you're listening to the podcast, I think it'll be okay. But uh, I have an idea. Matt, can I connect at like a lower bit rate? I'm going to do that real quick. You can try. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me, you guys talk Boy. for just one second, okay? I'll be right back. Yeah, Matt doesn't think that's going to work. Um, by the way, it's Joe Hammond is the name of the uh, Iowa State PA guy. That He's the one who finished second on the Iowa side to me in this Mediacom yeah. contest back in 2005. Great guy. He right. then went, uh, he was the Urbandale PA guy. and. Mm-hmm. All right. Hopefully this works. I'm now in low definition. Low def? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes sense that that would be better, doesn't it? Is it better? Does it seem better? You're fine. Yeah, it seems okay. Okay. Seems okay. Alex Padilla, he's out. He finally had enough. (laughs) I gave that guy credit, man, because... Yeah, he was so classy so many, So many would have packed it up and headed out before this. It would have, it would have been really tough to be in his shoes this year when it was clear that he was not going to get a fair shake on the field, and he stuck it out through the the entire season. And he he performed about as well as you could expect, I guess, in that Nebraska game. Almost helped lead Iowa back from what looked like an insurmountable deficit. I just wish he would have used his legs more. <laughs> Uh, It'll be interesting to see where he goes. He says he has two years of eligibility left. But now things start to get interesting for Iowa because Petrus is hurt. And we haven't heard, as far as I know, the extent of the injury, how long they think he might be out. Depending on what bowl game they go to, when that bowl game is, maybe Joey Labus or somebody else 
goes out there and makes things interesting. Because let's be honest, that's the only thing that's going to make this game interesting for Iowa. This this exhibition bowl game in, uh, frankly, a disappointing season. Let's see who's back there. Even if you are going to dip into the transfer portal this offseason, see what you've got. Because if you do go transfer portal, the guy might only be here a year. And you still might need a Joey Labus or somebody else to be there for the future. So I, I, I hope that I, I hope that uh, Alex Padilla can find somewhere to go where he can uh, further his education. I know he wants to be in the medical field and and maybe get out there on the football field as well. But I, this had to happen for both sides, and I think it just it has to happen for Spencer Petras too, whether or not he wants to transfer somewhere else for one last year or just ride off into the sunset. There has to be a totally fresh start next season for the Iowa running uh, quarterback room. It just it just has to be. Like Iowa State is probably going to wipe the slate clean and make a bunch of changes. It has to happen with Iowa as well. So and now it brings us into the conversation about a transfer. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's clamoring about Cade McNamara who has yeah. entered the portal with Michigan. And, and again, like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't understand why a high-profile transfer would go to Iowa. I don't either, unless like, that person thinks that... Because if you do come in and you do get it done and you are a great quarterback yeah, on you, this team... Can you in that system? You're like a hero. But yeah. I don't know. Let's say Cade McNamara wants to play in the pros, though. He's not going to get there by going to Iowa. But at the same time, if you go to Iowa and you put up big numbers in your last season and you lead them to a, a special season and you show that it was, you know, it was maybe the quarterbacks and not the system, maybe you do get a look. I know what you're saying. I just look at Charlie Jones. He's going to be drafted because of what he did, transferring Which away from Iowa to Purdue. To think about that a year ago. I, I don't I don't know I don't know what kind of connections he might have I don't know I don't know who else wants him I'm there are many other teams who would want a Cade McNamara uh, I I am surprised though at how many people think this would just be a knock it out of the park grand slam to land him I'm not saying I don't want him I I would I would jump for joy if Cade McNamara transfers to Iowa. But I think we might need to pump the brakes just a little bit on expectations. Like this is not Caleb Williams. <laughs> this is not Bryce Young. I when, when I watched Cade McNamara last year, um I, I didn't think he was that much different than Jake Rudock at Michigan. And so I went I dug into the numbers. Yeah. It's a good good And comp. remember we ran Jake Rudock out of town in Iowa City and he went to Michigan performed pretty well. Not not amazing, but pretty well at Michigan. Well, I compared Jake Rudock 2015 at Michigan for Jim Harbaugh to Cade McNamara the one season he started last year at Michigan when they went to the playoff. So, both quarterbacks threw at a 64% clip. Rudock threw for more yards. He had over 3,000 yards. McNamara about 2,500. They had almost the exact same yards per attempt. 7.8, 7.9. Rudock threw 20 touchdowns to 9 interceptions. Cade McNamara 15 touchdowns to interceptions. 
comparable. McNamara a little bit better at protecting the ball. Quarterback rating, Rudock, 141.5. McNamara, 141.9. And if you want to factor in rushing, neither one of them did it that much, but Rudock did it better. He rushed for 166 yards. McNamara just 26. Rudock, four rushing touchdowns. McNamara, one rushing touchdown. So I think he's very similar to a Jake Rudock. And so that's, and I think that might tamper expectations a little bit if you put it in that light. At the same time, we know what the Iowa quarterback situation has been. So bring on Jake Rudock. You know, I'll take him at this point. And I look back at Cade McNamara's um, scouting profile coming into Michigan, coming out of high school from 24-7 sports. And they his best asset may be his ability to throw from odd angles on the move without needing to set his feet. While he has not posted big rushing stats, he shows good ability to elude pressure and extend plays. And I think that is the thing that really Iowa needs the most. You can't have, with that offensive line, you can't have a statue, a crumbling statue that is Spencer Petrus when you're facing pressure like that. You have to have somebody that can extend the play, that can elude the pressure, that can throw on the run or maybe off his back foot. And I think Cade McNamara could be that guy. But let's let's yeah. not let's not think that this is like some five star coming in. This isn't Vince Young. This is just gonna be, I think, a, a potentially above average quarterback if Iowa gets him. Is there anything behind it, or is it just fans saying like, "Oh, he's on the market"? Like, I I don't honestly I don't know. This has okay. been speculated for months. Really? There have been fans, and I think message boards that have speculated about McNamara and Iowa and some some kind of tie. I don't know if it's just okay. somebody hearing from their dentist that McNamara wants to go to Iowa and Iowa's really high on McNamara. I don't I don't know, but there is. There is smoke, not just from fans, but at a, uh, on a national level as well. Some of the national writers who tweeted out when he entered saw the that. portal, they suggested Iowa as a potential place. And I don't think they're going to do that if there isn't some kind of information. Because why would you do that? Why would you do Iowa, of all the places, for a quarterback to go? Why Iowa? So I think I think there is something there. I don't know if he's coming, but... If he does come, it's for one year. So you're still going to have to figure something out long term. Okay. I just, it's kind of like Iowa State's deal. If you can't run the football, then the quarterback's going to look like shit. So it's kind of like with Iowa, it's like, man, I just, the last guy who looked decent in that system was Bethard. Eh, yeah. Stanley did for a while, I guess, but then they always get Stanley worse. at times. Yeah, yeah, Stanley at times. Um, I thought Stanley was an NFL guy there for a while. I he really got a, did. He got a cup of coffee with the Vikings, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll know where Iowa's playing in a bowl game coming up next week. Iowa State has some news. MJ Anderson is going pro. That's a that hurts. Uh, he's really really good. But, did you expect that? Uh, I thought it was fifty fifty. I had reached out to some scouts who told me they didn't think he was ready, so I thought he would come back, and then no, he, now he, he wants to go. So 
he's going to go try and make his money. I, he'll make some money somewhere. There's no doubt in my mind. So that, that kind of sucked for the defense. We, we had an interesting week for a little bit with rumors of Campbell and Cincinnati. Were you picking up on any of that from a national level? No. Yeah, they were just rumblings. Are you why are you following Dan Palm on Twitter? Is that no? It, I mean, on the surface, it would have made sense that Cincinnati would target him, but I got told pretty quickly from the Campbell camp that he was not interested. That he's staying at Iowa. State. Ah, the guy turned down NFL jobs. He turned down bigger Power Five jobs. I get that it's it's close to home, but you're you would be going inside of your own conference. Yeah, and. Plus, you got to realize too the transition that those teams always take from one conference to another. It takes them a while, mm-hmm. if they even transition at all. I think Cincinnati to the Big Twelve is a little different than like Nebraska to the Big Ten. Although, remember Missouri went into the SEC and was just like winning SEC East championships. Yeah, <laughs> they went two straight years. That no, was the, like the, the East was terrible then. Yeah, and that was like the peak of Missouri football under Gary Pinkle and whatnot, but mm-hmm. uh, that's really all I got. Again, I'm anticipating to be a pretty busy day today or tomorrow when it comes to Campbell's staff, so I don't even think there's much of a point to dig too much into that. We'll get back to football here in a minute. I want to talk some Cyhawk hoops. Remember, we're going to be out at Circa coming up next week. Now, I did speak with Mike Palm yesterday. He's mm-hmm. going to have a line for Iowa and Iowa State wrestling coming up this weekend via Circa, so if you want to bet on that, what? download the Circa Sports. A wrestling app. line? Yeah. Yeah, you're damn right. I didn't even know you could bet on wrestling. What uh, What could the line... So is it like points? Because uh, won't, no, won't Iowa like, win that? Iowa will win that like 30 to nothing, won't they? No, not this year. No. Iowa will be favored, but they're not, they're not a massive favorite anymore. Iowa State's like in the top 10, dude. Man, if you start putting out wrestling lines on Circa... Oh, man, these wrestling fans are going to go nuts. Oh, they're going to go crazy. Because they're already the craziest of the bunch of the of the sports fans in Iowa. So if you guys are interested in that, download the Circus Sports app today where you get the highest limits, the lowest holds, sports betting the way it should be, and they'll have that line for And they're going to do a women's basketball line next week for the women's game too. Good. So we'll have all that. Um Cyhawk basketball will do a little bit of this. Iowa topped Georgia Tech this week, and they have to play. Again, Like they have this turnaround where they got to play Duke in Madison Square Garden, go cross country, and then take on that, that wild pack of dogs that Otzelberger's got running around in Ames. That is a tough turnaround, but I still think Iowa's pretty impressive so far this no year. No question. They've impressed me. They've been better than I anticipated they would be. They had the one down game, but other than that, you've got you've got a win in the ACC Big Ten Challenge against Georgia Tech. You you go on the road to Seton Hall, and and beat them handily. You you eke out a win against Clemson. I mean, that's you got a win against the Big East and two wins against the ACC. And uh, you know, I I don't know what a lot of Iowa fans expected of this team after losing a top five pick to the NBA draft. I think that most fans expected a tournament appearance, but I don't know, thought that they would be, uh, you know, a top 25 team. It appears that they might be. It appears that they might be a top 25 team right now. I think they are right now. With Chris Murray. I think that they are. 
If I had a vote, they would be in the top. I mean, the loss to TCU, TCU is picked by some people to win the Big 12, which is the best league in the country. So, like, I I think they absolutely have a top 25 resume at this point in the non-conference. I think you can make the argument that they're a top 25 team right now. We're, we'll find out, again, a lot more this, this week. I just – I wish these games weren't so – uh, weren't so close to one another. I wish they were spread out just a little bit because I feel like having them all in one week, I don't know if you're going to get a true gauge of how good Iowa is with with Duke, Iowa State, and Wisconsin all in one week. Uh, I, I don't know. That's tough. That's a gauntlet, especially oh, when you factor in how, how Iowa State and Otzelberger are, are going to grind you on the on the offensive end. That game, the more I think about it, Chris – is I don't I don't know if I've ever gone into a Cyhawk game or where I'm like how the how the game is officiatable impacted as much as this one. I mean, if they get a group that lets them play, mm-hmm. greatly favors Iowa State. If they get a group that's blowing the whistles a lot, especially early, greatly greatly favors Iowa. I mean, it's funny because really, you would think it would be the opposite when you're talking Big Twelve against Big Ten because Big Ten's always been that that conference that you the, you you want the officials to keep the whistle in their pocket or around their neck I guess yeah it just feels to me like this dude this this big 12 now it's like the big east was 10 years ago and it's not just Iowa state but it's all these like old teams there's not a ton of five star blue chip guys in the league it's just a bunch, it's some of the oldest teams in the country and they just grind your Grind your ass. And Iowa doesn't like that, but if a game is officiated in the right way, it greatly favors you. So I I, I think it's fascinating. Build up. We're going to learn a lot about Iowa State before they, they get an 8 0 St. John's team in Hilton on Sunday. Yeah, St. John's, uh, 8 0, you expect them to be ranked. They're not. Um, they do have a couple of power wins, but I don't know how tough their schedule has been at this point. But that's going to be that's going to be a nice little test, I think, for Iowa State going in uh, the in the first the first good test at home. And did, did you watch any of the game last night? Yeah, I did. I watched the whole thing. It wasn't blacked out for you. No, no, because it was because it was only televised on ESPN. The Drake game got blacked out, right? Oh, it was the Drake game that got the, blacked the out? The Drake okay. game was blacked out because it was also on like NBC Sports or something like that. Okay. NBC Sports Chicago. Yeah, it was really stupid. Drake Law Drake and you and I both last night in their in their Missouri Valley openers. Did you happen to see the tweet from Tom Hyde last night about no. Hilton Coliseum? No, but I know Tom. He's a good guy. It it is I I have I have noticed this as well, but Hilton Coliseum has taken a step back in aesthetics and in mystique in my mind because of what they've done inside there. I, I don't know I don't know what they've done to the lighting. I do know what they've done to the student section, which is move it back. And uh Matty Van Wink has the tweet up right now. You can see the difference. Again there's a on the left it's a game against Kansas probably seven, eight years ago. Look how close the students are to 
the basket. You can hardly see any of that concrete floor between the basketball floor mm. and the bleachers. But when you go to last night, look how much space there is and that concrete floor that you see. And look at the color, the lighting. I don't know that you get that when you're in the arena. In the arena, it might look fine. But for whatever reason on TV, it has turned Hilton into a dungeon. And it just, I I noticed this last year. It looks terrible. And Tom tweeted, something needs to be done about the lighting at Hilton. This is the worst example of how it started slash how it's going that I can remember. I will die on this hill. This is smoke on the water levels bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I I don't ever notice it because I'm usually at the game for one. So you don't notice that inside no. it feels or looks any different than it did before? No, and that's I'm way more interested in the space between the students and the floor than I am the lighting. To me, that's way more significant. Have you gotten an answer as to no. why they? I'm guessing they. I'm guessing they were told. had to do it. Well, I mean, think about like back in the day, like freaking Iowa State fans charge the court and field all the time. They love it. Yeah, and I just wonder. If they but were do you think moving them, them back five feet is going to keep them from storming the court if they have a I, big win? Here's the theory, and I, I don't know. Just a working theory here is that they have seats there. They what? Like the, they now have seats, like high donor seats. Seats in front of the student section? On the baseline there, yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Give me a break. So, I just wonder. I had no Are they separating them from that? I don't know. <laughs> your, your audio is about as bad as Iowa State's special teams this football season. What has happened? Right what the hell happened? Everything was fine. We, we start Iowa everywhere in August. And we've got no problems with Williams's audio or internet. And all of a sudden, we get through the football season. The football season ends, and it's a shit show. I don't. It's fine if you can't see him. He's cloudy. He's blurry. Whatever. But the audio is garbage. We just turn my camera off, Matt. <laughs> I, I, John Smith from uh, the Pocahontas story says Williams should just tur- just hotspot, and I think that's I think that might be something he should try there. Um, Matty Van Wink. I did that once when my internet went out. I just got on my phone hotspot and it worked. So maybe we'll give that a try. This is amateur hour. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is uh, this is unacceptable. Uh, Williams. All right. I'm on the hot spot. Williams will be deducted points for this. I'm on the hot spot now. Okay. You're on your hot spot? Yeah. All right. Is that better? Okay. The uh, the audio seems okay for now. This is unbelievable. I apologize. I don't get, know. Like my again, like my kids will have like five movies on, and I'll be working, and everything's fine. And then I come on here, and everything just blows up. All right, let's get through these college football games before this shit hits the fan one more time. We're just gonna run through 
Game by game, okay? Okay. Championship weekend. Don't call it championship Saturday because the biggest game for the college football playoff is actually on Friday, and that's that's the Pac-12 championship, USC. Correct. That is the biggest game this week. We've got Michigan as a 17-point favorite over Purdue. Let's just talk about all of them. I just can't. My lasting impression of Purdue was Iowa just wiping the floor with them. And Iowa would have covered 17 against Purdue. And I know that Michigan is coming off this huge win against Ohio State, but they did last year too. That You remember that? That was kind of the the thought going into the Big Ten Championship was, well, they just, they finally took down Ohio State. Maybe, maybe they put everything into that game and Iowa can keep it going. No, it was, what was it, 42 to three they beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game? Yeah, yeah. Now, they needed to win that last year to get into the playoff. Michigan did. This year, I don't think they do. I think they could lose to Purdue and still get in the college football playoff. In fact, most of our guys at CBS, they believe that three spots have already been locked up. Georgia's in. That's There's no question about that. Michigan's in. I think we can agree on that. They yeah. also think that TCU is in, regardless of a loss. They believe the they only spot be. that really is up for grabs is that USC slot. And if USC wins on Friday, the locked going into Saturday. How stupid of a system do we have where you're penalized for winning for playing in a conference championship game? Like, it's how true. dumb is that? Like, well, oh, we're good enough to make it, but if we lose, now we're going to get kicked out. That's Especially the stupidest system I can think of. In the rare conference where you have the round robin. It, yeah, it like happened, TCU did. They beat everybody. It happened to a lesser extent to Iowa State, not for a playoff, but for a Big 12 championship. Iowa State doesn't have a Big 12 championship. There's no such thing as the regular season Big 12 championship. Yeah. But Iowa State beat everybody. Yeah. Well, they lost one, right? They lost they won, Oklahoma State that year. They won the regular season Big 12 championship, but that doesn't exist. So they had to go to the conference championship game, and they got beat. I think if you have a round robin, you shouldn't have a conference championship game unless you're tied. But even if you're tied, unless it's eh, – you probably have a head-to-head win against that team. So, Yeah, I'm with you. It feels like Michigan steamrolls Purdue. God, yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't trust know. Purdue. I wouldn't bet on that game. All these odds are circa odds too. By the way, uh, I, I don't. It feels like all the like experts or whatever are picking Kansas State, and I just, I feel how 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 much more is everybody just going to pick against TCU? I feel like this has been going on week after week, and they just keep winning. So yeah. I'm picking TCU in this game. They're the best team in the Big Twelve. I don't know how you can go against them at this point. They've They've done it every week, no matter how big of a hole they've dug for themselves. And then last week, they just put forth their by far best effort of the season and just embarrassed Iowa State. I think it'll be a good game, but I just don't know how you go against the hip after what they've done this season. All right. I'm here just audio only. Okay. Okay. All right. Just trying to save us from blowing this thing up again. We've got Clemson 
North Carolina, Clemson's a seven and a half point favorite in the ACC championship game that nobody gives a damn about. Oof. Nobody it's cares. It's rough because both teams have kind of collapsed at the end of the season. I, I would take North Carolina and the points here. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, if you're getting, I, I like the hook there, the seven and a half. I, I think I think Clemson will win this, but if you're going to give me the, the hook, maybe. Although North Carolina's looked bad. They, they have no defense. Um, yeah, it's too bad that Clemson, at least if they would have won last week, at least this, this would have been interesting and it would have made the playoff a little bit more interesting. Um, or at least the playoff selection. But uh, I, I give me yeah, give me North Carolina and the and the seven and a half here. You've talked me into it. SEC Georgia mm. is a seventeen and a half point favorite over LSU. I'm pounding LSU here. Our uh, our experts who I had on yesterday, Barrett Salee and Chip Patterson from the Cover Three podcast at CBS Sports, they agree. Okay. LSU plus 17 and a half. Cause I mean, it's not like Georgia needs style points or anything like that. Um, LSU, maybe you can consider that a kick in the ass, a wake up call against Texas A&M question is how healthy is Jaden Daniels going to be a quarterback with the ankle injury that forced him out of that game last week. The, the word is the thinking is that he's going to play, but how effective will he be? I will take the points, though. I will take those seventeen and a half. Yeah, I mean, you in, just walk through it. Championship. Game. I mean, I know, I know, Georgia's really good, but they're already in. They're LSU, in. in LSU's mind, like we can still win the SEC. This game is much bigger for LSU and their program than it is for Georgia. Yeah, much bigger. Pac-12 Friday night. This is Can't the big wait. one. USC minus three against Utah. Actually, I think I saw Circa moved it this morning to two and a half. Because a lot of money is coming in on Utah. They seem to really be the popular pick here. Utah won the regular season meeting, but that was in Salt Lake. Raucous environment. And they tie or they, they got within one late. Instead of tying it, they went for two to win it. I I don't know. I, I think USC is probably the better team. Utah's been here, done that. This is this is uh, this is an experienced team, coaching staff that has been in these situations before. USC needs to win it to get to the college football playoff. I don't know if I could maybe buy that to three and a half and take Utah. I'm already on Utah. I bought it at three earlier in the week for what it's worth. Okay, so I'm taking the points, but and and if that if if Utah wins this game. Ohio State's in. Which is insane to me, but I understand it. Like, I, I get it why they would be in, but it doesn't feel like the Big Ten really deserves two teams. Especially I, the way they lost that game to Yeah, like they got but killed. When when you look at the body of work as a whole and you factor in the win against Notre Dame and the win against Penn State, Penn State is ranked, what, eighth? That's... Those are much better wins than an Alabama has. Correct. Alabama's and, plus is that their losses are good. That they're right. like one and point tight. losses. Yeah. yeah. And but tight. I like and that, the, that's why they're ranked ahead of Tennessee, because Tennessee got their ass kicked by South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just if TCU loses, they can't put in Ohio State over them. 
unless they get killed. But that just seems wrong to me. I agree. I I, and, and most experts say that's not going to happen. But I would still be nervous if I'm TCU and I don't win. I would still be nervous. I think that let's say USC loses as well and TCU loses. Are you less nervous if you're a TCU fan? Because USC also lost. Ohio State's in. They get USC spot. Would they really? Because then instead of being compared with Ohio State, you're now being compared with Alabama, Tennessee, and USC for that last spot if you're TCU. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think if, if you're TCU and, and USC loses on Friday, you're feeling almost 100% confident you're getting in. I'd still be a little worried though. If you don't get if you don't get it done that this committee finds a way to sneak an Alabama in there. Yeah, I'm less worried about that than I was, but I've I've been worried about that for months. When everybody was like, "Oh, Bama, mm-hmm. they're not getting in." Eh, don't put it past them. Yeah, you you said it. If it was a uh, now your your argument that I vehemently disagreed with was that they would put a two loss Bama in over a one loss Michigan. No, I, I don't I I I think in that scenario I, I would be fine with it. Play somebody Michigan. You don't have any margin for error when you play Colorado State, Yukon mm-hmm. and Hawaii. Well, they didn't and they won every game, so they're they're golden now. Unless they lose to Purdue. They're still in. Yeah, you have to because you. There's just no rhyme or reason where you could put Ohio State in. No, over them after we just saw that game without Michigan's best you player. Can't, there's no way you could put Ohio State no. in over Michigan. Hey, before we get to these other games, real quick. Mm-hmm. What about uh, we we got to get your analysis? New UAB <laughs> coach Trent Dilfer. You are the voice of the Blazers. I am. Trent Dilfer, the, did you work with him at ESPN? Like, do you guys have a history? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I, I might have interviewed him before, like when, he, but he wasn't. Re- he, he was mostly on the NFL shows, and I was mostly on Sports Center, and it, we didn't really cross paths. Uh, I think this is a. I, I, I applaud UAB for going in this kind of direction. Why not give it a shot? This could be a home run. Now, if he has a bunch of success at UAB, is he going to stay there? Probably not. But thinking outside the box, looking for a home run higher, give it a shot. It's going to. There's no doubt this is going to excite the fan base at UAB. They're moving into the American this year. They've got a great new stadium downtown. Is that dog the bounty hunter you have as your picture? Yeah. Well, I thought I got tired of that little little thing moving, so. I was working on our new Iowa Everywhere website yesterday, and there was an episode where Miller and I were talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter. So I had that photo up on my desktop. So I'm like, hey, I may as well make it my avatar here since my internet is shit. You get BJ Shabin over there and fix that Mediacom internet. (laughs) I don't don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me why the internet is... This amateur hour, Chris. We're Iowa Everywhere. We're supposed to be everywhere. I know. Uh, one other college football note before we get to the other. You have another transfer quarterback on the market. This guy is not going to Iowa. I can promise you. Hudson Card 
wants a five-star guy out of Texas. He'll be one of those guys making some real money on the market. But that that was another note that I wanted to get to. Is there any chance, any chance that Matt Campbell looks at the uh, quarterback transfer portal? I don't think so, but I wouldn't. I don't either. Hundred percent rule it out. They got JJ Cole coming in, who's right, really good, and they like that Rocco back, who came in the game on Saturday, and they still like Hunter Deckers. It's not like they think he's trash. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think so. Now, if one of those guys would leave or something like that, which I'm not anticipating, then then I think you have to. But no, I don't think that they will. I would say like ten percent. Uh, my green wave from Tulane. Three-and-a-half-point favorites, home game over UCF. Big news this week, my guy, Willie Fritz, decides to uh, stay at Tulane as opposed to the Georgia Tech job, which I love that move. More more coaches need to think like this. Like Tulane in the new American is going to be one of the premier programs. You go to Georgia Tech and the ACC, like it's always an uphill battle there. This That's a, a good point move. because the American is is taking a step back, and Tulane is is staying put. You got all these other perennial contenders like UCF, Houston, going to the Cincinnati, going to the Big Twelve, and now the American kind of becomes Conference USA with all these Conference USA. I think it's five Conference USA teams that are joining. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you do have an opportunity to be. He could win that league every year or be in the mix. Yeah. And look, they showed faith in him at Tulane. Troy Dannon, the athletic director there. They were 2-10 and ten last year. They were 2-10. and ten. Hmm. And that was his sixth season. He had never won more than seven games there at Tulane. And they didn't pull the plug because they know he's a good coach. And this year... Everything worked out. They're a 10-win team, and they're a win away from going to the Cotton Bowl. Tulane in the Cotton Bowl. I'm going to wear my – I got my Tulane sweatshirt that I bought, my Green Wave gear. I'll have that rocking. We have a Tulane flag that will be flying in the Iowa Everywhere um, man cave. Where's this Iowa Everywhere man cave? In Ankeny. Is this is this the Tulane fight song? Tulane fight song. Shut up and enjoy it. Roll wave. How stupid does it look at everything going on right now? If you're watching on the stream, is Dog the Bounty Hunter talking to Chris Hassel? Well, I'll say this: it's at least I can hear you. Yeah. No. Most people on the podcast have no idea. Um. The voice of Conference USA, Chris Hassel. We have UTSA yeah. versus North Texas. UTSA. I, I called that first points. game between yep. these two. And, God, I wish I could be calling this one. One of the more stunning games of the year, in my opinion, because we all thought it would be in the 70s and 80s, and it was mm-hmm. like relatively low score. I think score. it was 6-3 to three at halftime. Yeah, it was crazy. 6-3 to three going to the fourth. Uh, and then, then the offenses finally got it going in the fourth quarter, and it was back and forth. It was one of the games of the year, really, in college football. Um, and UTSA scored. They had an incredible one-handed catch 
in the final 30 seconds by the tight end who's like 300 pounds. And then the very next play, a touchdown to win it. North Texas was just devastated. But they picked themselves back up, and they've got their rematch in the Alamo Dome with UTSA. And this one, uh, I believe, is is on Friday as well on CBS Sports Network. This will be an awesome game to go with that Pac-12 one. I can't wait. Now, the the line. I like Friday's weird. games a lot better than Saturday's games. Oh, I agree with you completely. The game I'm most excited for on Saturday is probably the American. Because there's like something really on the line. Like Tulane really wants to get to that. It, yeah, this could end up being if USC wins and clinches that playoff spot. It could be the worst college champion, college football conference championship Saturday ever. Can you ever remember a a conference championship Saturday that didn't have any BCS or playoff implications? Because when it was the BCS, you had to win. Like there was nobody that was just locked into that one or two position. You still had to win your conference championship or. The team number three was going to jump up and in. So yeah, I, I, I can't remember a time where we might not have, not have any playoff implications. I guess the only thing would be what do they do with TCU if they would lose? You know, I'm t- that's most all, all the experts that I've talked to at CBS say that TCU's in, no matter what. What if TCU hypothetically loses by seventeen? <laughs> that's I, I'm with you, Chris. I would be really worried if I was TCU and I lost because they've been disrespecting TCU all year. Is my point? Like, it's not like the committee's shown them like this great. And the, and again, though, like the the stupid part about all this, which is why we need to expand the playoff, and we are, is if you had, like if you power rated all these teams anyways. Like you're not putting the best four teams in. You're putting the best four like deserving. Like it's it's kind of a, I don't know. I feel like you can really move it's a, the goalposts. It's post. a combination of best slash most deserving because the games have to matter. Absolutely. But we did get some big news last night. Yes. About the college football playoff. Iowa it's expanding. State, Iowa State killed the Rose Bowl. I love it. <laughs> how, wait, how do they kill the Rose Bowl? Because if Iowa State doesn't beat Oklahoma State in 2011, we don't okay, go to so, a playoff. Because so because everybody they was, killed the BCS, yep, they killed now the BCS, killing the Rose Bowl, and now they're killing the Rose Bowl. This is one of the great days of my life. So the Rose Bowl yesterday finally gave in. They were given a deadline to basically comply. The with freaking arrogance the of those old guys and their blazers. Like I'm so tired of it. The Rose Bowl has been the the thing that's kept college football from being more like the NFL in the postseason if not for the Rose Bowl I think we would have a real playoff already like 20 years ago I think they would have gone to a playoff 20 years ago with at least you know eight teams and the Rose Bowl held it back because they wanted to keep that New Year's Day whatever it is four o'clock eastern five o'clock eastern kickoff because they think that's the greatest window in all of sports but they finally gave in because they knew they had to. So in not next season, but the season after, the 24 season, we're going to have our 12-team playoff. And it sounds like that first round is going to be on campus because the Rose Bowl wanted to keep that time slot and be a quarterfinal game uh, for 24 and 25. And they said no. 
because it's I believe it's going to go on campus. They want it to go on, which it should go on campus. That first round, at least, should be on campus. <clears throat> but it's only for 24 and 25 so far because we st- it's still unclear what's happening in, in 2026. So this we will have a 12-team playoff, though, in 2024 and 2025. And my God, is, is, didn't Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife die? She did. God rest her soul. Well, what her are you doing putting Beth. her picture up? Because I thought you might like it. Mother of God. <laughs> this used to be appointment TV for me. Ireland. Does, is this, does this show still exist? No, I don't think so. Beth reminded me of uh, when Cartman on South Park dressed up as a woman. I was always very attracted to Beth as a kid. Were you really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Apparently. Tim Baker says that dog is canceled. What did uh, I guess what dog, did dog do? We don't even know anything about this. Uh, anyways, uh, that's a good lead into the Sun Belt Championship game. Which is bogus, by the way. Troy is an eight and a half point favorite over Coastal Carolina. Troy and Coastal Carolina. How about Troy? After that Hail Mary loss to App State. Yeah. When College Game Day was there, they just go on a tear after that. They, they That's the only game they lost in conference. They won nine straight. But I say it's it's ridiculous because James Madison actually won the East, the Sun Belt East, but they're not allowed to play postseason football because it's their first year. Yeah, that's stupid. As an FBS team, why why is that a rule? I don't understand that. Well, the rule originally was to like protect teams. Oh, you're going. Oh, you're taking this big step up into FBS. So don't worry about, just play your games. Don't worry about trying to make a bowl game or anything because you're not going to be good enough to do that. Well, they are good enough. They went 8-3 and three and 6-2 and two in conference play, won their division, and now they can't play for a title. It's BS. Some of these well, rules, man. Coastal, interesting. Keep an eye on Grayson McCall. I'm not going to bet on this game until I know if he's in or not. Mm-hmm. But I would absolutely take points in Coastal here. They've been in this spot a lot. Although you keep an eye of the two on their coach. He's being rumored with Liberty, Georgia Tech. You know, there's a lot of different that's the other thing, man, that gets really stupid about this time of year. You just don't know like which guys are playing, which coaches are yes, talking yes. to other like it's just so hard. Especially like, once we get into bowl season because yeah. it's it's almost oh, impossible, and it, it's much less enjoyable than it used to be. I mean, like I, if I, Alabama doesn't go to the playoff, if they go to the whatever Sugar Bowl, it will Bryce Young and Will Anderson play. Remember that Sugar Bowl between Oklahoma and Florida a couple years ago, where Florida had like eight, eighteen players skip it or something like that. Well, like, how about last year? This is one of the reasons uh, the Rose Bowl was upset. Uh, was Ohio State last year. They had so many opt-outs. And so they might actually take Penn State this year over Ohio State if they can choose between the two. Even though Ohio State would be ranked higher, they might choose Penn State because they're pissed at all the opt-outs Ohio State had last year. Yeah. 
and Ohio State still won that game somehow. That was a that was a crazy one. All right, uh, thank you for putting up with my internet. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna give an angry phone call. Who are you gonna Just, call? You gonna go call Phyllis Peters over there? I'm gonna call customer service. Is is Phyllis Peters still over there? Who's Phyllis Peters? <laughs> Phyllis Peters was the one that she was like the face of MediaCom. Really? And any time there like was like a, leading me into an inside joke or something. No, like, no. Uh, okay. it, it, when I was working in Des Moines, this was ten years ago. Anytime there was an issue, and there was always an issue with MediaCom. Oh. Like they, they were in, uh, they were having issues with like uh, getting the Big Ten network on and and all that and so you had to always go over and you had to interview Phyllis uh, Phyllis uh, Peters and then she'd come on the KX and o, Murph and Andy show and she was the one she was real upset once when I think we called Mediacom on the air me and Andy were filling in or were doing the Murph and Andy show just the two of us and that was the day we called Channel 5 oh, and God. we called Mediacom because yeah I remember that we wanted to know how to get the Longhorn Network. And there she is, Phyllis Peters, Communications Senior Director. Wait, she, Albany? Seems She's like in Albany nice, now? Nice lady. Well, we called up Mediacom and at, you know, we were on the air asking them, like, what's going on? Why can't we get the Longhorn Network? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, she called up and she she was not happy. She was like, you have my cell phone number. You should call me. And Andy was like, I don't have your cell phone number. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> what, now, one of the guys in our chat wants to know if Sharon Peters is still there. Who the hell's Sharon Peters? Apparently, she, Sharon Peters <laughs> works at Mediacom. <laughs> I get it. Okay, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> T. Baker, man. Uh <laughs> I'm back. Oh hey, God, you look terrible. Thanks. I gotta go. I got some breaking news. I think I need to. Uh oh. On. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Appreciate you, Brian Ferentz, <laughs> Tom Manning. <laughs> one last handshake. I have a feeling one's gonna get something, and one the other one probably handshake. won't. So. All right, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Van Winkle. Appreciate Thanks for you. hanging in there, everybody. Uh, that was a Later. Fun. Have a great week. Thanks to Fairway for sponsoring. Take care. Enjoy the games. Iowa everywhere.